Welcome back to the AGD podcast series. Hi, I'm your host, Dr. Wes Blakesley. Most of us agree that fee-for-service is the ideal model for delivering dental care, but this may not work well for uninsured patients, including retirees, part-time workers, and self-employed workers. Dental membership plans afford us with another entry point for new patients to our practices and makes needed dentistry more affordable. Definitely a win-win situation for both parties. But how do we do this? Today, we're going to discuss dental membership plans and how to create them with Jordan Comstock of BloomCloud. Jordan, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Wes, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Awesome. Thanks for bringing me on the show. Well, it's long overdue. Uh, we know each other from the uh, Speaking Consulting Network, and uh, it's great to be able to have you uh, on the show and talk about uh, what you are uh, very intimately involved with and as membership plans. So probably the most logical first question is, what is a membership program? Perfect. Yeah, so a membership program is a strategy that a practice can implement into their, their practice where patients pay a monthly or yearly fee to get access to certain benefits and savings and discounts to the that practice. And that practice only, it's, uh, I typically, when I educate practices about this, think of Amazon Prime or a Costco membership where where, where you pay a monthly, yearly fee to get um, benefits from, from those retailers. Well, it's the same concept, but built for a, a dental practice where patients pay those monthly and yearly fees and, and it's controlled by the dental office, which is a beautiful thing in my opinion. And... Um, it's a direct rela- relationship from with the the patient and the practice, and that's how I think it should be because it's it's just a better model in my opinion. Sure. Now <clears throat> I know there are benefits uh, of having a membership program, uh, benefits to the practice, benefits to the patient, and I'd like you to just expand on that a little bit and uh, discuss that for us. Yeah. So let, let's start with um, benefits uh, to the practice. So. The practice benefits in, in a lot of ways when when creating a membership program. Um, the first way, we'll, we'll start with the business side, is when you create and start growing a dental membership program in your practice, you're able to create a predictable recurring revenue stream for your practice in terms of cash flow. And um, and that's a really, really healthy uh, type of revenue stream. They, they call it in business the holy grail of revenue. If you can figure out how to generate predictable return revenue um, for any business, that's that's what most you know entrepreneurs and business owners do. So for a practice owner, um, it's fantastic because of that recurring revenue. You know, imagine uh, you know we've had we have I've seen some practice a lot of practices hit um, over a thousand members. You know, in in uh, their membership programs, and that has generated you know. In most membership programs, it's generated thirty thousand dollars plus in predictable return revenue each month for that practice. So that's one of the the greatest benefits. Once you start getting it, you know, and getting it to a certain level of growth, uh, but one of the best benefits there. Uh, the second benefit is that it creates a, a patient loyalty system for the practice. Every practice has attrition, and it it's always smart to to create retention tools and retention strategies in any type of business, especially in dentistry. So a membership program creates a retention program or a loyalty program for the practice, which is another benefit. Um, A 
third benefit is uh, in regards to the predictable recurring revenue you generate, um, that form of revenue increases the value of, of the practice, right? Because when you have a a revenue stream that's predictable and it's coming in every month or every year, um, it, if if you're going to you know sell your practice, it's more valuable because it's less risky to to run and manage and operate uh, on a financial standpoint. So that's another uh, amazing benefit for that. And then uh, um, the fourth one that I typically like to talk about a lot as well is that it helps a practice reduce dependence on on dental insurance, right? Because Insurance takes a huge cut, uh, you know, for, or forces the practice to take a huge cut. And what we're seeing out there in, in the dental industry is practices, they they want to, you know, reduce reliance on, on insurance companies and, and, and build their practice the way they want to grow it and the way they want to take care of their patients. So a membership program, just, it, it does just that. It helps them um, reduce reliance on, on PPOs and allows the practice to, Work directly with the patient. So, those I would say are the the four the, the four uh, main benefits on the practice side. The the fifth one that I typically like to talk about is kind of like a bo- like a bonus, right? Um, is members spend more um, when they when, when a when a practice when a patient signs up to a practice that has a membership program. We have found across the nation that that members member patients spend two to three and a half times more than non-member patients in the dental practice. So if you're, if you're looking to expand your revenue, maybe you maybe you have an office that you've got, you know, you can't grow any, any more with your chairs in the, in the, in the practice. Um, and you want to expand your revenue from there. A membership program is a great way to do that because the, of the rule members spend more, right? You can, you can look at, at, Amazon Prime or Costco, they have the same stats in their companies where their member customers spend more with them than their non-members. So those, I would say, are the the best uh, benefits on the on the practice side when when creating and growing a membership program. So for the patient side, <clears throat> I would say um, some of the, the greatest benefits are number one, you're not working with a lot of red tape with insurance companies, right? Um, when the patient comes in, they don't have to deal with the headache of that. Um, same that goes for the practice side as well. Um, the, the second benefit for the patient is they get unlimited um, discounts to the practice. Uh, whereas, you know, if they're if the patient were signed up to an insurance program, they would get um, discounts, but it would be capped, and they would have you know they have either yearly maximums, and um, there's all this red tape and and ways where insurance companies you know figure out how not to pay a claim. Um, in With a membership program, the patient uh, gets those unlimited discounts where, you know, they go to the office. Let's say they need more work um, this year, you know, they can get all that done and they can still receive the savings through the, through the discount. So it's a really good a good deal for the, the patient, right? And I'd like to add on the practice side on that, you're not dealing with, you know, the insurance mindset from patients when, when they're on a membership program, right? Where, the patient comes in and says, well, just do what my insurance offers. You're not getting that with a membership program. That was back to the business side. So um, unlimited discounts for the, the patients. And then you, you, obviously your preventative care as a patient is is taken care of through the membership fees. Um, it goes, you know, all, it's all included in there. And that, that, is, that is a good thing for the patient because it's very important for them, as you, everyone knows, 
to to go to the dentist two times a year. So that's included um, with the patient with, with the membership program. So that's what I would say. The, the top benefits are for the practice side and the the patient side. Okay. Good answer. Now, when you're uh, crafting or creating uh, these plans, uh, do you have uh, the uh, the ability and the freedom, the latitude, to actually uh, uh, sculpt the plan or shape it the way you want? In other words, can I offer, uh, say, discounted fees for oral surgery and Cranham Bridge? Uh, you know, can I can I? It's almost like a cafeteria concept in my mind. Can I offer? Uh, more discounts on one uh, type of procedure versus another. Uh, what what sort of flexibility do I have? Yeah, so <clears throat> I mean, I would recommend um, a lot of practices in regards to like plan creation. They'll create like a an overall like ten percent, twenty percent discount or savings off of all services that, that you can get from the practice. But then on the other hand, you do have practices that say, I want to get more, you know, detailed with what, you know, discounts and what services they get, you know, from our, our office. So you definitely can do that. Um, the easiest way, though, is to just say, hey, we're just going to give it, you know, 10% um, discount off of all of our services. But you definitely can customize it to if a practice, you know, wants to be more detailed about, you know, the, the savings and discounts they offer. Excellent. Well, one other question that just popped in my head. Say uh, we have a lot of large families around here. Say a family of six comes in. Uh, do you uh, prorate the uh, membership fee for a large family or for families versus a single person walking through the front door? Yeah, so we see that all the time where, where um, you know, in regards to families, that, that practices, you know, structure some type of payment model where um, – where they get a slight discount the more people they sign in the family. Um, so we definitely see things like that um, going on in the industry. The most common pricing um, structure is, let's, let's say I'm charging $30 a month for for a membership program for the first member. Um, the, um, the most common price after that is like any additional members are $20 a month added to the 30 is what we've seen. Um, which is really easy and simple to to educate the patient about um, that price model. But yeah, absolutely. I, I would recommend doing some form of of um, you know for the larger families. Think you got to think pricing for them too, or else it gets just too hard for them to sign up. It's a bigger barrier to entry. And another thing, Wes, we we found that um, families are more likely to spend sign up when when they when a practice has a monthly membership program because it is a lower barrier to entry to sign up, you know, a family of six at thirty dollars a month, you know, plus the additional members of twenty dollars a month, than, you know, signing up a family of six at paying three hundred dollars a year for a yearly fee. So that's that's kinda of what we see out there in the dental industry with, with patients and what they're what they're wanting to to purchase in, in regards to pricing types. Great. Uh, let's talk about best practices to manage a membership program. What are some bits of advice you can share with us about how to manage a plan once it's implemented? Yeah, so uh, from what I've seen out there, a lot of um, offices will try to manage their membership programs manually, uh, meaning they're they're calling the patient each month or every year waiting for that patient to come in, and they are just manually um, collecting payments. What I've seen work really well and what's scalable for a practice, especially if they want to get, you know, hundreds to 
thousands of patients signed up to a membership program um, is to make sure that you're, you've got an auto renewal you've got an agreement that the patient signs, which is called a retainer agreement in most states. Sometimes it varies um, in, with this topic. Um, and you need to, you need to have the patient sign a retainer agreement where they agree to pay, you know, a monthly automated uh, membership fee or a yearly automated membership fee. Um, and, and that's probably the best thing a practice can do is just figure out how to automate those. Think just like Amazon Prime or think like Costco where Costco doesn't wait for you to just come in. They, they automate everything, right? Same thing with Amazon Prime. You When when Prime can't – when when your when your renewal date for Amazon Prime is is um, coming due, you get an email from Amazon and they say, "Hey, we're going to run your card for you know the, the membership yearly membership fee. If you wish to cancel, you know you can do it here." Same same mindset a practice should have when when creating a membership program. Uh, you don't want to run manual payments; it takes too much time, especially if a practice wants to grow it. Uh, and then you want to make sure that you have the right agreement in place that the patient signs when they sign up for a membership program. So that it's clear, right, agreements are always good to have no matter what, you know, no matter what, uh, you know, what, what business you're trying to implement a, a service in because it's just clear on what you're willing to offer that patient and, and payment strategy and things like that. So that's probably the biggest thing uh, I see on, on management tips uh, for these programs. Um, so trying to think of another one, don't use – a lot of practices will use like a, a binder to keep all the patient information in, in regards to, you know, their membership program. And you just don't want to do that. You want to make sure that you're PCI compliant. And that's basically um, like if you're, if you're collecting financial information, you don't want to put them in a piece of paper in a binder in your office. That would be PCI compliant um, for credit cards and payment information. Um, so that's what I would recommend out there. Uh, don't do that. Don't put things in Google Docs like financial information and even HIPAA information. It's just not built for that. There's practices that do that all the time when it comes to managing. And then the biggest thing I can say is use your membership program as a marketing tool for the practice in regards to management. Um, that's one thing I think a lot of practices miss the boat on. And um, if they use it as a growth strategy or a marketing tool, they're going to be far more successful than somebody who's just using it as like a, a passive tool that, you know, when a patient comes in, they sign them up if they need it. Um, market to the uninsured and educate them. Give me a minute. There, uh, somebody's vacuuming out my door, and I'm going to make them stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Go ahead. All right, sorry about that, Wes. <laughs> that's okay. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, so let's get back on track here. Uh, let's just take a pause, and I'll jump into another question. Yep, that's perfect. Yeah. Jordan, uh, can you uh, tell us some of the uh, best ways to actually grow a membership program? Uh, obviously, you're going to start out with a few people. Uh, what's What can you help us put in place uh, within the practice to grow this membership uh, program. And then you mentioned, uh, I think in the last question, a little bit about marketing. Uh, what are some yeah. ways that you found it to be successful in uh, in using a membership program to market your practice? 
Yeah, so so th- this is fantastic. So uh, my, one of my favorite topics, I love marketing, I love helping practices figure out, you know, this growth strategy. But the the fir- very first thing that a practice should do is whether whatever practice management software that your practice uses, you should be able to go in there and find a report of the uninsured patients in your practice. That is the low-hanging fruit. Go get that report, figure out who those patients are, and start contacting them and talking to them about your membership program once you once you get it figured out the plan. Um, that's probably the easiest way to just launch it and get some early wins for practice, and that's what I recommend every practice do. Um, you know, some practices may say, well, you know, these, these we're already giving these patients a discount if they come in and pay cash. My, um, um, I would say, look, according to our data, what we've seen across the nation, when a patient becomes a member, they're going to spend two to three times more, two to three and a half times more with your practice. So you want to get these uninsured patients on uh, on a schedule, on a payment um, membership plan because they're going to spend more, and, and it's okay to give them a discount um, based off of just because they're uninsured, right? Um, so I would re- recommend everyone do that. Just get, get that list out of your practice management software so it's you know how you know how many patients that are uninsured, how many people you can reach out to. Um, from there, you can then use you know an email marketing service or or text message service, right? There's many of them out there, and start um, educating the patients about your dental membership program, right? A lot of practices will create like a video introducing the membership program and they launch it out through email, they launch it out through social media as well. Um, if they're using email, they're launching it to their, their patients who are uninsured. Um, but I even go as, as far as educate your insured patients too because you never know, you never know if they're unhappy with their dental insurance or if they're, you know, moving jobs and they're dental, they maybe they've got their insurance dropped or it's changed and they're not happy with it. Or if they're, you know, getting ready to retire, they lose their dental benefits and the dental insurance. So the the best thing that a practice could do is just educate their entire patient base, but start with the existing uninsured. Um, so that's what I call internal marketing and the low hanging fruit, right? When a, if a practice is new to creating a membership program, the next thing that I would uh, advise people to do when, when in regards to growth is to make sure you have an external marketing strategy um, targeted to your membership program, right? Uh, for example, a practice that that I've worked with for years, they they have over they almost have two thousand patients on their membership program. They've solely used direct mail marketing in their local market to educate their patients about their membership program, and I think they they did that in. Three months, they had hundreds of patients signed up. Within a year, they had over a thousand patients signed up for their membership program. That's the power of marketing. Um, if your goal as a practice owner is to reduce dependence on on PPOs, marketing is, marketing and membership program is your way out, right? It's your way um, to reduce dependence on the PPO. You got to understand marketing and what works for your practice. I, I wouldn't outsource it to. Uh, to a a company unless they knew how to help you grow your membership program because, you know, if your your goal is to reduce dependence on PPOs and grow your membership program, you got to have somebody that understands understands that. So um, direct mail marketing, social media, those are all fantastic ways. Um, And then 
a lot of practices will have like brochures in their office that they give to their patients, whether they have insurance or not, and educate them about their program. Um, so I would I would definitely do those. Those are the easiest things a practice could do um, to grow it. And then, I mean, I've, I've seen all sorts of things, you know, from direct mail, as mentioned earlier, to Facebook ads um, and, uh, like, video ads on Facebook and social media um, that, that work really well for practices. But bottom line, a practice needs to market it. There's so many different channels in marketing this day and age that a, a practice can take advantage of. Uh, another thought that I have here in regards to marketing is there's a lot of practices that will create relationships with their um, like their local 55 and up communities where those those patients are losing or have lost their dental coverage. And as you know, Wes, their, their teeth are wearing out. They need more help. Um, you know, with with their teeth and just their oral care. Target those. You can you can go and and speak to the HOA at the you know at the local 55 and up communities, and say and offer like dental nights and and bring ice cream or whatever and talk to your those that community about oral health care and what they how they should be thinking as they age. And then you can educate them on about your membership program. That's a great way to grow organically and give back to the local community. So that's what I recommend, Wes. Great answer, Jordan. Uh, we should uh, think about scheduling a separate podcast on marketing, but we'll do that down the line. <laughs> yeah, hey, this has popped in my head. This has popped in my head right now. So I'm going to share it with you and the members listening in. Uh, should a fee-for-service practice like mine have a membership program? Fantastic question. I, um, yeah, I'm super glad you asked this one. Uh, absolutely. A fee-for-service practice should definitely consider doing a membership program because of my our, our statistic that we have found that members spend more money. So it could be a great way to expand your revenue within your patient base fairly, fairly quickly because um, just that, same, that concept, members buy more, right? We found – we did this, uh, this case study across – practices across the United States to thousands of patients that were um, uninsured and and out of network on a membership program. And what happened is they spent um, on average the, 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 the people that were in network, they spent like, I think a little over $700 a year, but the member patients spent like almost $1,800 in a year's time. So, Members spend two to three and a half times more than non-members. So that's what I would recommend that if you're a fee-for-service office looking at this, um, it definitely can be a fantastic strategy for for the, the patients and for the practice on a revenue standpoint. Numbers don't lie. <laughs> numbers don't lie, yeah. Absolutely. Numbers don't <laughs> Numbers, numbers don't lie. Let's get, uh, <laughs> let's get, let's get, <laughs> let's get granular right now. Okay, what agreements do you need when offering a dental membership program uh, in in your practice? What agreements? Yeah, what agreements do you need to offer? Yeah, so I, um, in mo- it's 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 all over the board in some states. Some states it's called a direct primary care agreement. Other states it's called a medical retainer agreement um, or a, just a retainer agreement. Um, that's what I recommend um, looking at um, doing. It's fairly simple to set up in the practice, uh, but that's that's the agreement that a um, practice should have. 
when a patient signs up for the membership program. Um, it, there's some states that don't require agreements, but in my opinion, best practices are to have an agreement when, when a patient signs up to uh, this this type of program. So retainer agreements is, is the best the best term to use. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the successful plans. We all like success, don't we, uh, that are offered in the industry. Let's talk about these successful plans and, and what they are. Absolutely. So the most successful plans that I've seen out there, um, here's a list of the benefits that they're offering to the patients. Uh, one comprehensive exam, one annual exam, one emergency cleaning, two um, well, not one emergency cleaning, one emergency exam, two cleanings, two oral cancer screenings, two fluoride uh, treatments, four bite wings and x-rays, or as needed, I see that a lot, um, any individual x-ray as needed throughout the year, um, 50% off uh, 3D imaging scans, 15% off additional cleanings, dental fillings, fillings, core buildups, oral surgery, uh, root canals and 10% off of crowns, veneers, per, uh, periodontics, dentures, partials, implants. Some pra- and then, of course, the percentage is, you know, the practice can put, you know, 10, 15, 20%, whatever they want. Um, we also see practices that use like Invisalign, so like they give a credit to Invisalign when they sign up to a membership program, as well as credit to like teeth whitening. Um, so those are the list of benefits that are pretty average out there that a practice puts on their plan that, that's been pretty successful. Uh, and then the price points, I would say, if you're going to do monthly memberships, charge anywhere between 20 and $50 a month. 50 is going to be more for perio, perio-oriented um, plans. Um, if you're doing like a standard plan that I just read there, I would I would charge roughly $30, $35 per patient, and it's going to depend on where the practice is, the demographics, the the cost of it, you know living expenses as well. But we we typically see like thirty thirty five bucks a month, and then if a, any for any additional members, I would I would charge you know twenty to twenty five bucks a month. Um, on the yearly fees, we see anywhere from two hundred and fifty dollars a year all the way up to four fifty. Um, <clears throat> two ninety nine seems to be like the industry average. Um, everywhere, everyone wants to just do. 300 bucks a year for the yearly plans, um, which have the same benefits as as listed earlier. So that's what I would recommend. Those are the, the those are the price points that seem to be very successful um, in dentistry. Now, don't go. I would say figure out if you're trying to figure out your plan. You need to figure out, you know, your your costs to offer these services, your expenses. Um, what we've seen on average is the Expenses to offer these services that list I listed are roughly around $110 per year per patient. So, our my general rule is don't price your plan under under 100 bucks, or else you're going to lose under under 110 ish bucks, or else you're going to lose money year over year. So the $300 mark seems to be the the the, the best yearly fee, and the $30 $35 a month is the best monthly fee from what we've seen. Yeah, that's doable for most people, uh, for sure. All right, uh, Jordan, let's talk about BoomCloud and what BoomCloud does. What does is, what is BoomCloud do? Yeah, so I started, so started BoomCloud back in 2013. Um, I've been in the dental industry for over 15 years now. I started out as a dental lab technician, so I've known the, the clinical side of dentistry all the way to the business side. And um, BoomCloud, I created it because all of our 
clients at the dental lab were venting to us about how challenging it is, especially here in Utah because it's so PPO heavy, how challenging it is to um, run their practice with with uh, ins- you know with PPO contracts. So I uh, back in the day I studied marketing as well as UX UI design, which is software design, and um, realized that practices needed another way to offer benefits to patients and a better model, in my opinion, um, to generate revenue and cut out the middleman of dental insurance. So created uh, BoomCloud, which is a software company that helps practices create, organize, track, and automate a dental membership program. And uh, with our software, we've got metrics, a dashboard of metrics that you can look at and see how much recurring revenue is coming in from your membership plans. We uh, help the practice collect all the funds from the patients uh, in regards to membership fees. We automate that. We've integrated into um, banks across the United States um, so that practices can do what we call ACH payment method so they can take, you know, membership fees directly from the patient's bank versus a credit card and debit card, which typically has high merchant fees and other problems like declined and expired cards. So our software um, helps practices really automate the, the, the fees and make it really easy to manage, as well as we have a plan builder in the software that helps practices create, organize their plan, as well as whole a bunch of patient tools so they can do in-house pa- patient financing uh, through our uh, software that allows, you know, if I come into your office, Wes, and I need a few crowns, but I didn't have the cash to pay for them, uh, our software allows the um, the practice to create a payment plan um, in addition to the membership plan so, so patients can get the treatment they need. Um, and then we have a benefit tracking tool that helps the, pa- the practice track the benefits um, and the usage from their patients individually, um, as well as we integrate into the practice's website so that um, patients can sign up online um, and sign into their, their their membership portal and get access to, you know, what benefits they have, which benefits they've used, as well as payment history and some, some standard uh, reports for the patient there. So, um, yeah, we're a software company that enables a practice to, to do this. We found that, you know, practices that have had membership programs and managing manually, that once they get our system, they're able to to grow their membership program by 1,000% in a year's time because it's easy to scale for them. So that's what we've seen out there, Wes. Well, you sound like a one-stop shop and very comprehensive. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and it's, it's, very, it's very impressive. Do you interface with most of the popular uh, dental management uh, software uh, programs? Uh, say that one more time. You can cut out a little bit. Do you, do you, do you, uh, does BoomCloud interface with most uh, management software? Yeah, so we have uh, we don't have like a like a API integration, but what we do we have a um, what a practice would do is they would integrate their well they would set up a plan like uh, with like Dentrix or whatever that's that's you know how you set up an insurance provider in Dentrix you would just set up. Um, your plan name, let's Dr. Smith's membership plan, let's just say that. Um, and from there, you can um, see that patient's who, what plan they're on, right? And from there, you just go into BoomCloud and verify their benefits, basically. That's how it works. Um, so nothing too crazy there, but yeah, that's that's how it will work for practice using, you know, practice management. 
Yeah, it sounds fascinating, and uh, I'd like to speak to you actually more about this. Uh, you know, at another time. It's just it's very interesting, and uh, you're someone that I've been wanting to meet and work with for uh, a few years, and thankfully, uh, good fortune put us together. Uh, yeah. For our members listening in, uh, what's the best way to reach out to you, Jordan, and get some more information about BoomCloud? Yeah, so I, I recommend everyone go to our website, which is BoomCloudApps, A-P-P-S, like applications, BoomCloudApps.com. Uh, I also have a free ebook that talks about this entire concept in detail that you can get off our website. If you go to it, it'll pop up. Um, if you want to go to it directly, that's boomcloudapps.com forward slash book. And then we also have a free online course that's open to anybody called the Boom Cloud University that practices and, and team members can go and get educated on this concept and basically trained to understand how to how to launch it. But that's at boomcloudapps.com forward slash university. So those are my resources there for you, your audience. That sounds exciting and uh, very well thought out. Jordan, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I really appreciate yeah. it, and I, I really I really enjoyed this. Yeah, it's been a fun episode. Yeah, for me as well. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Wes. Okay, I think that was great. Perfect. No, it was a very good discussion. We will we will edit that out. It will be fine. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was pretty funny. It's well, Friday well the cleaning, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. That was Jordan. Very good interview. I mean, I do a lot of these too, and uh, I scale them, and I put yours way up there. Great content, great information. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a, 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 a private practitioner for almost 40 years. I had three years in the military, uh-huh. but I've been practicing practicing dentists for 40 years, uh, and it's it's a tough game out there today. And we have to peck a little harder, and sometimes the ground is just too hard. There's, there's no seat there. So this really provides uh, ample opportunity to grow your practice. And, you know, you're going to give something, but I think you very uh, eloquently stated that you're going to get something back. You're going to get 2 to 3.5 cents back in purchasing because you're giving a little bit uh, up front. So I think that's yeah. that's my takeaway from this. And my second takeaway is that I am so busy right now doing everything else. Uh, I'm actually, you mentioned you're a lab technician. I'm starting to do some work with Lee Culp, who's a uh, very famous lab technician in his own right. Yeah. And uh, and I just don't have the time, and my staff doesn't have the time for this anymore. We just want to automate it. We want to implement it, automate it, and use it, period. Yeah. Done. That's the right mindset In in a lot of tasks in the dental practice. Yeah, automate them and, and get them out of your hair and uh, yeah. and then move on to more creative things, you know, like some Absolutely. of the marketing tools you were talking about. But uh, but very well done. Yeah. I'm going to go on your on well, your website you. on that uh, university and download your book, and then uh, I'll speak to you more in Kansas City about this. And, uh, you know, I want to yeah. you know, see if we can come on board too and start to utilize it. Yeah, yes, yeah, you want to see a demo, just, just do it through me since it's you've got – relationship with me don't go through my yeah. my sales team they're, i love my sales team they're fantastic but just uh come through me and i'll, I'll give you some deals as well yeah that's great and you know it's i mean uh it really burnishes your reputation that i think uh 99 of the people that i reached out to mentioned your name so you've got to be something doing something <laughs> very very special because yeah. it kept coming back the same person and that person was you 
Yeah, that that makes me feel good. I I, I really love the, those groups out there. And the, the dental industry is a fantastic industry full of amazing people, and I I always appreciate when they when they give back like that. So. Yeah. No. Well, I'm sure it's well deserved. So thank you for your time today, and uh, you know, I hope you get some good feedback from our members. But uh, uh, on a personal note, I really appreciate it. I love working with my SCN brothers. And sisters, I record a lot with people in that group. A lot of interviews come out of that group. And uh, I'm looking forward to Kansas City. Awesome. Yeah, I'll see you there. And you have a great weekend, Wes. Thank Thanks, you, guys. Thanks, Jordan. You as well. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Yep, yeah, thanks.